Everybody turn to 1 Corinthians 3. I titled this message, What is this, Archikos Napios? I'm going to tell you. It's from two Greek words found in the same passage in Scripture. A sarkikos, the word sarkikos means unregenerate. You know what an unregenerate is? No. Someone who is cannot repent. They don't know what repentance means. They, are like Esau, are unable to repent. Even though they want to, their ego and their pride is too strong. They won't do it. Even though they know they're in the wrong, they still won't do it. And it's still, it, the word sarkikos not only means unregenerate, but it means pertaining to flesh, temporal or temporary, fleshly. It's where we get the Greek word, or the English word, carnal. What's carnal? I just told you. Unregenerate. Unregenerate. Oh my God. You just explained I it. I just said it. Temporal. Unregenerate. Unrepentative. Full of ego, cocky, pride. Refuses to say I'm sorry when they should mean it. The word napios is a non-speaking infant or a simple-minded person. An immature disciple. Someone who is inattentive and can't pay attention. Literally what it means. A non-speaking infant. A baby that is just born up until it's about two years old is considered a napios, an infant. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Hold on, let me get there. Verse 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. The Greek word spiritual is pneumatikos. Pneumatikos means spirit-driven. In other words, I couldn't speak anything concerning the spirit with you. <clears throat> but as unto carnal, which is that word sarkikos, as unto babes, napios is in Messiah. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Stop. A napios, a baby, an infant, from the age of birth up to about two years, sometimes later, depending on their matur maturity and their, their, their mentality, can only handle milk. Until they develop teeth to chew meat, they cannot eat meat. So they must have milk. Is everybody following that? Mm -hmm. Make a baby go? They can't chew the cow, so they have to drink the mother's milk. Is everybody following that? Yep. Okay. That what? That well, it's true. For hitherto, hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet sarkikos, or carnal. For whereas there is among you envying, strife, divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? What is a... What is envying? Envy? Envying. You're being jealous. Mm, it's, the Greek word is zelos. zelos. It means zeal. Uh, indignation, um, jealousy, emulation, um, if you ever spirit, 
Huh? A fever of spirit fever, fever, fever. Fever? Where in the crap are you writing? Uh, reading? Fervor. Fever. No. Envying would be like me being a single person and I see a guy with a wife and I, I am jealous of him and I want her, so I'm going to go after him and kill him so I can take her. That's just wrong. That's that's envying. Alright. Strife. What is strife? Strife. Strike. Strike. What is strife? Good. Don't look it up. I'm asking for your opinion. Strike. Not sure. It's quarreling. Um, contention, debate, arguing, fighting, back and forth with your siblings or other people. It's constantly at war, constantly arguing, debating, because your opinion's better than everybody else's. You think that you know more than everybody else. That's strife. Why does Sarah only fight? Not me, right? You guys fight? It barely. You guys fight all the time. It has to do with maturity. The more mature you are, the less you'll fight. Because the more you get tired of fighting. Divisions. Dicostasia is the Greek word. And it means sedition, disunion, or dissension. In other words, let's say us three are in a group, we're in a pact, we all believe similar, we believe the same similar ways. But you say something I don't care for or particularly like, so I'm going to break away from the three of us, and I'm going to go do something else. That's what division is. Division. Division. Oh, is it like a math kind of division? No. So it's basically like... Just breaking up. Three divided by one equals three. Wrong kind of division. Go to chapter 13. Same book. What? Chapter 13, verse 11. When I was in Napios, or an infant, I spake as a Napios, I understood as a Napios, and I thought as a Napios. In other words, everything about me revolved around the Napios, the carnal mind, the sedition, heresy, strife, whatever, envying. But when I became a man, I put away the Napio's things, or I put away the, the King James's things. It actually says the Napio's. I put away the Napio's. In other words, when you become a man, when you grow up and mature spiritually, you're done with the Napio's things. You're done with the carnal things. It doesn't it doesn't affect you anymore. It doesn't you're not on milk, you're on meat now. For now, as the Napios, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. In other words, when I become a man, then I can see things face to face. I see things as they are. Now I know in part, in other words, as an Apios, I only know in parts, parts and pieces, partial. But then, as a man, shall I know even as also I am known. And now abides, now presently, abides faith, hope, and love in these three, but the greatest of these is love. Correct? So love would conquer all. Galatians chapter 4. G-A-L-A. Wait, what? Galatians 4.
And remember, as an apios, you can only handle milk. You can't handle meat. You can't chew meat. So things that I would know. What? Interrupting is part of that. No, listen. Things that I would know as an adult, as a mature, you girls would not understand or know. So I have to break it down and milk it for you. Simplify it, which is what milk is. It's simplifying it. It's breaking it down, throwing all the meat in the blender so you can drink it rather than chew it. Because you can't yet chew it. What do you think you got as baby food? Huh? What do you think you got as baby food? That's what baby food was. Turkey and chicken all ground up and pureed into liquid so you could eat it. Yeah, nasty stuff. Although the fruits were good. Galatians what? Galatians 4. What fruits? What? What fruits? All fruits. Galatians 4. Is everybody there? Mm -hmm. Why are you not there? Because I was having trouble with it. You got it now? Yeah. Okay, verse 1. Now I say the heir, kleronomos, is the Greek word for heir. Kleronomos, the Greek word nomos, is law. So an heir is an heir by law. You following that? In other words, if you are subject or you are a student, disciple of the law, you are an heir. What does it mean to be a disciple? An adult, a uh, server of... No. No. As a disciple, it means you're a student, you're a pupil, you're learning. Okay? So I say, now I say, the heir, Claronomos, which is a, an heir by law, as long as he is a napios, differs nothing from a servant, though, be, though he be a master of all. What he's saying is, the napios doesn't look anything different than a slave. Everybody following that? What is a slave? A it's a servant. It's somebody who does what they're told. It's plain and simple. They do what they're told. If they're told to do dishes, they do dishes. If they're told to do laundry, they do laundry. Even though they're an heir and they stand to inherit everything, the entire household, to eventually have servants of their own, they don't differ as a disciple as an apios, they don't differ anything different from a, from a servant. Okay? Are we your servants? Your servants of the house. There's difference. Anyway. But is under tutors, the Greek word tutors is epitropos, which is a schoolmaster. But is under tutors, schoolmasters, and governors until the time appointed of the father. Notice the little F. That's not referring to the father. It's referring to your father. Okay. In other words, you're a student, you're a disciple, you're an apios until I say so. Everybody following that? Mm -hmm. In the spiritual realm, it's Yahweh. You are an apios until Yahweh says so. Is everybody following that? Mm -hmm. Even so, we, when we were an apioses, were in bondage under the elements of the world. When the fullness of the time was come, Elohim set forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The word adoption of sons is weothesia, which means someone who has been adopted in the law. 
adopted in the law, which means you have grown up under the law. He saw that you were keeping the law perfectly, and he said, I'm going to adopt them. I'm going to take them as my own. That means I'm going to father them. Is Brooke still adopted? She's not adopted. Quit. <clears throat> All right. Is everybody following that? Mm -hmm. Galatians, uh, skip on down to 24. Oops, too far. These things. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't heard those in a long time. There are bells out there. Hang on. I think I put down. Galatians 3.24. Wherefore, the nomos, remember the claronomos? Mm -hmm. It's an, an, an error by law. The nomos, the law, is our schoolmaster to bring us unto Messiah, that we might be justified by faith. So, a napios is subject to the schoolmaster. A napios is a student, disciple, discipline, pupil of the schoolmaster, which is the law. Okay? <sighs> to bring us unto Messiah, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith is come, we are no longer under under, what's the word under? Means you're being covered. You're okay. The Greek word is hupo, which means under. In other words, if you are not familiar, let's say you're driving down the highway, you are not aware because there's nothing posted on that highway saying that the speed limit is 60 and you're driving 70. But there's nothing posted saying that the highway is 60 or or, or whatever. You're not under the law because you're not aware of it. Following? Mm -hmm. So you're not technically breaking the law because you're not aware of the law. Is everybody following that? So you're under the law to learn the speed limit. Does, make, does that make sense to everybody? Okay, that's different than blatantly knowing that the highway says 60 miles an hour and then you driving 70, even though you know the highway is 60. That's breaking the law. There's a difference. That's breaking the law. Under the law is not the same. Under the law means you're not aware of the law, which means you need to be taught the law. Once you are taught the law, then you go to the academy and become a cop, and now you are an enforcer of the law. Does everybody understand that? Which is the same thing if you can't read that circle? Like the speed limit on your control panel? Huh? You said, is it the same if you can't read what they wrote on your car? No, it's not the same because you wrote on you have a speedometer that says how fast you're going. That's not the same thing as what's posted on the highways. Do you understand the difference? One, if you're under the law, it means you're not aware of the law. You don't know what the law is. You're, you have to study the law. Then you become an enforcer of the law. What's an enforcer? What I am. A cop. So, you, so it means you can? Once you learn the law, then you become a cop. 
and you are now enforcing law, which means now I can teach others the law. Do you have to be called? Do you want to call? I once again called you. Does everybody understand that? Yeah. Okay. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. The whole of Scripture is to get us out of the Napios age groups. Your Napios age groups are the Napios, the Pation, and then your Weos groups are your Technon and Weos. Ephesians 4. Brother, verse 11. And he gave us some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Okay, so when you are under the schoolmaster, you're a discipline, you're a pupil, you will go to the pastor, or sorry, you'll go to the teacher. The teacher will lead you up to their level of knowledge, and then you go on to the pastor. The pastor, excuse me, the pastor teaches you his level of knowledge. You go on to the evangelist. The evangelist teaches you his level of knowledge. Then you go up to the prophet. The prophet teaches you his level of knowledge. Then you get sent up to the apostle. The apostle teaches you his knowledge or his level of knowledge, and then you walk in Messiah's footsteps. Does it go any further than that? That is the farthest you can go. Is Messiah's footsteps. You following? That's how it works. That's what he gave. Wait, Ephesians. Ephesians 4.11. Now we're in 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Messiah, till we all come in unity, henotes, till we all come in unity or union as one, Unified as one, does it mean all of us as a body, or does it mean you and I and Messiah? You and I and Messiah? It means me and Messiah. You and Messiah. You and Messiah. You and Messiah. My job is to bring you to Messiah, to unite him to you. We don't have to be as a group. That's where the, the church has lost focus, because they want the body they don't want the body. Yes. There is the body, which they call the church. And then there's his body. That is the baptism into his body. Alright. <sighs> Till we all come in the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of Yahweh, unto a perfect man, does not say a perfect body, or a perfect union, or a perfect church, says man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Messiah, that we no more are children, Napioses, tossed to and fro. So here's key, if you have a pencil, write this down, or a pen, whatever. You can get it off of her. <clears throat> a child in Apios is tossed to and fro 
In other words, if somebody were to come in here and tell you guys, let's let's say you go to what? A child or an apios? What? An apios. That's all you got? No, I said a child or an apios. It's tossed to and fro. If, let's say I sent you guys off to this church camp meeting, whatever. As a napios in the mind, the mentality, and in the spirit, you'll follow every one of doctrine they teach. Following? It's not done. You'll follow every doctrine that they teach. You'll listen. You'll be a student. You'll be a pupil. You'll get your mind filled up with everything that they're teaching rather than what the scripture says. Everybody following? Okay. And carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. Slight. Slight is not intentional. Slight means broad. They're not doing it out of intent. They're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it because that's what they were taught. Carried, what? carried by everyone to doctrine, by the fraud of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. They're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it because that's how they were taught. But they don't realize that they're doing it in deceit. It's like the whole rapture doctrine. It's all deceit. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, Messiah, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working, or effectual means constant working. It's working together. In the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Verse 17, this I say therefore and testify in the master that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. What is a Gentile? Gentile. It's not over here, right? Huh? A Gentile is someone who is biblically, biblically uncircumcised or unregenerate. Means they're unable to repent. They're una uh, unable to come to the knowledge of the truth. They're unable to cut away the foreskin of their heart. They're unable to cut away the, the sarkikos or the napios nature and be baptized and given remission of sins. You're not paying attention. What do you mean? You're not paying attention. What do you mean? You're not paying attention. Turn around. Uh, don't, Sarah. That's stripe. Quit. That's you. This, this I say, therefore, and testify in the master that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having under, the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Yahweh through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling, the word past feeling is apokio. Ap, ap, it means to grieve, to become apathetic, or lackadaisical, lazy. Having given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. 
but you have not so learned Messiah. I'm not teaching you to be lazy. I'm teaching you to work your butt off. Why? Bless you. Why? No. Because it instills a spiritual principle that you need to comprehend and understand. And you won't now, but you will later. If you work your butt off physically, you'll learn in the spiritual that you also need to work your butt off to understand. And I'll show you that. Go to Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 10. And we're speaking of Yahshua, who was called of Yahweh and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing your dull appearing. The word dull is nothros, and it means sluggish, or lazy, or slothful. Okay? In order to hear, to understand, you have to work at it. Jeremy, you have to work at understanding. You have to work at listening. You have to work at being attentive. You have to labor, toil, work hard to comprehend. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of Yahweh, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Did you hear that? So who are we talking about? Excuse me, the infant, the child, the... Napios. Okay. So the Napios cannot understand or comprehend the male exotic priesthood. It is not for them to understand. Are we a Napios? Spiritually speaking, yes. If you're causing strife, division, envy, Yes. If you're arguing, bickering, and bitching back and forth with your sisters, yes, you are an apios. Because an apios doesn't, or a, an adult doesn't do that. We are yes. Now listen. <clears throat> and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone, everyone that uses milk, and that doesn't mean dairy, what? What verse are you on? 13. For everyone that uses milk, and that's not talking about the milk in the fridge, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a napios. The word unskillful is a pyrrhus, and it means ignorant. So any, everyone that uses milk is ignorant in the word of righteousness, and is a baby, a napios. Strong meat is for them of full age, by, who by reason of use have their senses disciplined, trained, exercised. Same word. It's where we get the word gymnasium. It's gymnazo. And it means trained to discern both good and evil. I'll read that again. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. By reason of use have their... Their senses trained to discern both good and evil. So, when you're on milk, you don't have an understanding or discernment between what's right and wrong. 
That's why you can be tossed about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness. Get that out of your nose. Everybody following that? Because you don't, you don't, there's no, there's no defining line. There's no black and white. Okay? If you ask anybody on the earth today, they're going to say, oh, well, there's a lot of gray area in the Bible. No, there's not. It's very black and white. It's very right or very wrong. There's no in-between. There's no muddle. There's no gray area. Exactly. The background of your computer. Psalm 78. It means muddled. That there, that there, there's, a, there's some misunderstanding because there's no fine line between what's right and wrong. Wait, Psalm... What did I say? I don't know. Psalm 78. A lot of verses. Mm -hmm. Chapters, you mean? There's 150 chapters. Verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to the law. Give ear. That means listen, pay attention to the law. Incline your ear to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable... I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. What is a parable? Our opinion? No. The Greek word mashai? Mashal. It's Hebrew. parable. I know what it means. I know what it, the definition is. I'm asking you what it means. Apparently, like comparing yourself. That's comparison, not the same thing, although it is similar. A parable is a what they call a, a proxy maxim, which is I'm using something in nature or things that you can see to compare it to the spirit realm. So you have kind of an understanding of it. Okay, just like we see the seeds fall from the trees, they plant themselves for the next spring. Next spring they spring up. That is a symbol of resurrection. That is how the resurrection occurs. Your physical carnal nature will drop into the word, which is the word. Is that where they call it spring? Yes, it springs forth. It springs up. All right. Our flesh goes into the word and springs up a new creation. That's how it works. Is everybody following that? What is a dark saying? It is called a sententious maxim. <clears throat> it's a puzzle. In other words, I'm speaking in puzzle because... People that are on the meat would understand what I'm saying. For an example, when you're an infant on the milk, you don't um, understand or comprehend everything that mom and dad are saying. Because you're still saying, goo goo gaga. <laughs> you're speaking a different language than what we're speaking. So you understand a different language than what we're speaking. Every once in a while, you'll catch something and be like, okay, mama, dada. You see what I'm saying? What? Uh, I'm not saying how you say it. I'm saying your first words are usually either mama or dada. 
because that's the first word you understand and compare that word to mama, dada. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So as you develop, you start learning the English language. Same thing with scripture. When you're starting out as an apios, it's going to be all gibberish to you. It's going to be dark sayings because you don't understand it. 99% of mankind is still on the milk because they don't understand it. I don't think no one understands it. That's probably you. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of Yahweh and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established, listen to this and pay attention, he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law for Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. So there is a testimony in Jacob. You know what that means? What is a testimony? Don't look it up. I'm asking you. Your opinion. What is an what is a testimony? A question? No. A ritual? No. A riddle? A testimony is an audible witness to something that I had to experience or go through. What? Should I bring the pepper? No, he's fine. Alright. A testimony is an audible witness to something I've experienced or walked through. Okay? Law on the other hand, is something that was given straight directly from Yahweh. What is the difference between Jacob and Israel? Jacob is a man and Israel is a place. Wow, well, you couldn't be further off. Jacob was an uncircumcised, unregenerate man, a Napios. Israel was a covenanted son. Okay. In other words, Jacob... Stole his brother's birthright, married two wives, was on the run, was a wanderer, was a nomad, was a was a was a thief. That's why he was called Jacob, the supplanter. He was a thief. Okay, but he worked his butt off to follow Yahweh, and his name was changed to Israel. Now circumcised, and he was given the law. Everybody following that? Okay. Hmm? She was thinking of the land of Israel, which was called Israel after the people of Israel. <laughs> For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make no make them known to their children, that the generations to come might know. The children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in Yahweh and not forget the works of Yahweh, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, that would be your Jacob's, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with Yahweh. Did you see that? We are the generation that shall keep the law. That we are the sons of Israel. It is our job 
to make sure we keep the law and keep it perfectly. That's why we follow the male exotic priesthood. Okay? Go to Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28. Stop. Stop. Isaiah 28. Everybody there? Mm -hmm. Verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Who will Yahweh allow to understand knowledge? Whom will he make to understand his doctrine? The weaned from the milk, the drawn from the breasts. What does that mean? Like, what do you mean? Exactly what I just said. What does it mean? For what? Like, which part? What does it mean to be drawn from the milk, or weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast? Meaning, like, you're starting to be more mature and you're no longer an infant or a child or 13 years old and she understood that it means you're no longer an apios that's who will understand the doctrine those that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast means they're no longer on the milk they're not, they now can chew meat hello for precept is upon precept, and precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line, here little, there little. For with stammering lips and another tongue, which is another way of saying parables and dark sayings, will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Why would they not hear? Because they don't listen. Why would they not listen? Because they're not quiet. Why are they not quiet? Because they're disobedient. <laughs> <laughs> so why are they not quiet? Because they're disobedient. Why are they disobedient? Because they follow Satan. Because because they are not an infant. Because, because they are infants. Because they are infants, not infants. Sorry. They are infants. That's why they cannot hear. Again, going back to an infant, a baby. Does a baby understand what mommy and daddy are saying? No. no. The only thing they comprehend is mom, daddy, and where's the milk? <laughs> That's why they cry. They cry because either they got a poo or they need milk. <laughs> right. That's it. They need changed or they got to have milk. They're hungry. That's the only two things, they the only two concepts they understand. Same thing with those in the earth today. The majority, 99% of people, only understand, I got a poo, and I need something to eat. That's it. Not trying to be gross. With stand oh, I already read that. 13, but the word of Yahweh was unto them, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go backward and be broken and snared and taken. What does it mean, line upon line, 
precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. It means we have to constantly, constantly regurgitate the same messages over and over and over and over and over. No. And over and over and over until it becomes so monotonous that they give up and they just walk away and they get snared and taken. You're spilling coffee all over the floor. That's real. I'll read that again. The word of Yahweh was unto them, precept upon precept. Pre it's not because we're teaching precept upon precept and line upon line. It's because that's how they hear it over and 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 over. The same messages. Come in and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you'll be saved and pray the pray the sinner's prayer. And blah. It's repetitive. Every message, non-stop. That is line upon line, precept upon precept. Here, little, there, little. That's probably why people like to go to churches because they keep want to repeat and repeat everything. No, it's because they want to sin and go back into the church and get this feel-good message of, oh, I'm forgiven, and go back out and sin again. It's, it's asinine. It's retarded. And yes, I said it's retarded. It's moronic. And why did he say that they would take it that way? So they could be broken, taken, fall backwards, and snared, and taken. What does it mean to be to fall backwards, be broken, snared, and taken? It means you're stuck in a loop, in a trap. The only way out is death. Watch. 14. Wherefore, hear the word of Yahweh, you scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem, because you have said, we made a covenant with death. With hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. The overflowing scourge is the great tribulation. The great tribulation is not going to come to us. We're going to be raptured out of here and die before that ever happens. Nope. They're going to be right in the middle of it. <laughs> Yeah, tee-hee-hee. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. What is a falsehood? Rapture is a falsehood. It's a false doctrine. It's a falsehood. Why? We're, one of two things, and I've heard this preached several times. One of two things. Either we're going to be raptured out of here before the great tribulation happens, or I'm going to die before that happens. That's a covenant with death. You literally have made an agreement and a covenant with death. That's not how it works. Yes. <laughs> we were given. See? Why, why is it that every... Because we're almost done. Therefore, this says, Master Yahweh, behold, I lay in Zion a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, and he that believes shall not make haste. Judgment also will lay, lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet, and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, the rapture doctrines, the false doctrines, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death shall be destroyed or disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the great tribulation passes through, you shall be trodden down by it. From the time that it goes forth, it shall take you. For morning by morning shall it over, shall it pass over by day and night, and it shall be a vexation only to understand the report. What is the report? The report. The word. It's a vexation for them to understand the word. Because to them, I'm preaching a bunch of error. 
No, that's not how it works. That's the scripture. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's black and white. There's no gray area. You can't muddle it and mix it. It's either black or white. Black. Or words written in red. <laughs> and guess what? The words written in red confirm everything is black and white. Questions? No, sir. Black and white and red don't make blue. <laughs>